Welcome to Team Trump Online. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Real News Insights. I'm Laura Trump, Senior Advisor to President Trump's re-election campaign. As always, be sure to like and share this broadcast with all of your friends. Tonight, we're joined by civil rights attorney Leo Terrell and Pastor Daryl Scott, the co-chair of Black Voices for Trump. Gentlemen, thanks so much for joining us. Welcome back. My pleasure, Laura. Thank you. All right, let's get started and jump right in. This past week, we saw President Trump accept the Republican nomination for a second term as President of the United States. Let's take a look. My fellow Americans, tonight with a heart full of gratitude and boundless optimism, I profoundly accept this nomination for President of the United States. From the moment I left my former life behind, and it was a good life, I have done nothing but fight for you. I did what our political establishment never expected and could never forgive breaking the cardinal rule of Washington politics. I kept my promise. So why is it so important that Americans, especially black Americans, vote to re-elect President Trump, Leo? I want to get your thoughts on this. Well, it's the reason why, thank you very much, Laura, it's the reason why I decided to vote for President Trump, because President Trump has made some serious progress in helping black Americans, funding United uh, uh, historical black colleges, lowering the unemployment rate for black Americans. President Trump has done more and the First Step Act. On the other hand, the Democrats offer nothing. They have basically denied African Americans a chance to progress. Basically, they want the mentality the government does everything and they have held us back. One of the fundamental reasons why school choice. President Trump is in favor of school choice. The Democrats want to keep us in public schools. They have done nothing for African-Americans. That's why the only choice for black Americans is Donald J. Trump. I love it. Uh, Pastor Scott, what do you think? I'm in agreement with Leo. President Trump has demonstrated his commitment to the black community throughout his administration, not just during election time, making false promises. He took office in January of 2017 in his earliest March 2017. I was in conversations myself with them regarding initiatives favorable to the black community. And so these are things that he has done. Once again, throughout the administration, he's given myself and others a virtual open door to place ideas and initiatives before him that are favorable to our community. And he signs off and has signed off on a number of them. So this isn't something that he's doing just to get elected, just to, uh, lack of a better word, swindle the black community out of their vote. He has demonstrated from the beginning of his administration an ongoing commitment to improving conditions in and of the black community. Yeah, you're right. I mean, look, we know that the the Democrats are the ones that love to play identity politics. We saw uh, that Joe Biden from the from the very get go from months ago said that he was not going to choose a vice presidential running mate based on qualifications. He would choose based on gender. Uh, So we know that that is something, Daryl, that the, the Democrats love to do. The president doesn't do that. He doesn't pander for votes. He doesn't do right. things based on identity politics. He does things because they're the right thing to do. And Leo, I want to go back to something that you mentioned. 
because we know President Trump has championed criminal justice reform in his first three and a half years in office. His pardons of people like Alice Johnson and Angela Stanton King, along with the signing of the First Step Act, have really made a difference in the lives of so many Americans. So for people that really aren't keyed in on this, how important is this? Why is this such a big deal? Uh, Leo, I want to get your thoughts, and then Daryl, we'll go to you. Thank you, and thank you for, for, for that question. I'm a lawyer for 30 years. I've been in civil rights. And what Donald Trump did with the First Act, Step Act to give Black Americans and all individuals another chance is unbelievable. It's historic. On the other hand, Joe Biden with his 1994 Crime Bill Act, That's right. Kamala Harris with her failure to comply with court orders and release individuals who were wrongfully convicted, those two Democrats, Laura, have incarcerated more Black Americans than any other politicians. More importantly, President Trump is in favor of police reform, and guess who stopped it? Democrats, Kamala Harris and Cory Booker. The bottom line is this. President Trump understands that people should have an opportunity, a chance to redeem themselves. The Democrats have failed to comply with anything in justice reform. In fact, they have incarcerated, they have hurt Black Americans more than help. Yeah, and uh, Daryl, we had uh, the first Black president, Barack Obama, for eight years in office. Why didn't he do something about this? Why did it take President Donald Trump to finally get this done? Well, Barack Obama never really had that burden for the Black community that uh, he, at election time, tries to act as if he has. He did absolutely nothing for the Black community. In fact, that's an argument that I have with a number of people, and it seems as if it's an argument that I haven't lost yet. What has he done? What did he do for the black community? And you know, they say, well, uh, they wouldn't let him. They were, it's all kinds of excuses. But the truth is, that was not a burden for him. I like something Ben Carson said one time, and he said, you know, here's a guy that was raised by his white grandmother and white mother in Hawaii. He really doesn't have the black experience that he purports to have. And so he didn't have that empathy or sympathy for him because quite honestly, you know, I met him, I knew him, he came to my church before, he's an elitist. He's, he's, he's bougie. He doesn't have that connection to the community that he pretends to have. He really doesn't care. You know what? The only black person that benefited from the Barack Obama administration is Barack Obama himself. <laughs> well, that, it's an interesting point. But, but look, it, it is not lost, I think, on a lot of people that it took Donald Trump to get this done. And it is such an important step forward uh, for this entire country. Now, I want to turn to Joe Biden and his far left running mate, Kamala Harris, because we know, gentlemen, that they support the idea of defunding the police. Can't think of a dumber idea. Kamala Harris herself even compared ICE agents to the KKK, if you can believe that. That is a true fact. So, Daryl, how dangerous is this idea, especially for communities of color in our inner cities, and what are, are the Democrats actually trying to accomplish by defunding the police? I think most people think it's crazy. Yeah, you know, and it's a very dangerous idea. It's, it's dangerous in principle, it's dangerous in practice, and it's also dangerous in proclamation because what this does, it creates hostility rather than promote harmony between the community and those that have duty sworn to protect and serve the community rather than them trying to bring these 
these factions together, bring the community and the police together to work for a common goal, which is ensuring the safety and the law and order of these communities. They're promoting an us against them mentality as if they're the victims, the police are the victimizers. Yes, there are a few bad apples, but there are bad apples in every barrel of apples. Uh, you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater and try to do this, but you know what it does to me? It seems like that's one of the steps on the path to socialism because right. the lack of a police force, it encourages, um, uh, it, it encourages bad behavior. It encourages disorder, civil disorder. And as a result, then you have government intervention on a level the government was never meant to intervene. And it's just a can of worms that we don't want to open up. I don't even understand why they would promote that. It's the dumbest, stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. Defund the, 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 the police, dismantle police forces. What they're trying to do is, I guess, turn the asylum over to the inmates. It's That's ridiculous. Right. It's yeah. ridiculous. Well, and by the way, we've seen the results uh, right in front of our face, right yes. here in the United States of America. Leo, I want to get your thoughts on this. Why didn't we hear anyone at the Democrats' convention talk about the violence and the riots and the total anarchy in some of our great American cities? Why weren't they talking about that? Oh, I'll tell you why, Laura, exactly, because they are in bed with these extremist groups, the Antifa, the extreme group of Black Lives Matter. The Democratic Party has been hijacked by the extremists, and therefore they couldn't turn on them. They were crickets regarding the Democratic Convention. They didn't say anything to criticize this base, but this is ridiculous because you know why? We need law enforcement 24-7. They protect us at 2 and 3 a.m. I have a family member in law enforcement. No civilized society does not have a law enforcement or security to protect its citizens. But the Democratic Party, Laura, has been hijacked by the extremist groups. They turned the other way. And I'll tell you what, there's only one guy who's been looking for law and order, Donald J. Trump. And every time he lends a hand to ask for you want help, they refuse. Why? Right. Because they don't want to give the president of the United States credit for his law and order stand. One final point majority of people, Democrats, independent, Republicans, they believe in law and order. They believe in the police department. So this position by the Democrats is outright ludicrous. Yeah, it's it's a losing message they have, but that's pretty much all they have these days is a losing message. All right, gentlemen, stay right where you are and everybody at home, stay where you are. We're going to take one quick commercial break. Kamala Harris ran for president by rushing to the radical left, embracing Bernie's plan for socialized medicine, calling for trillions in new taxes, attacking Joe Biden for racist policies. Voters rejected Harris. They smartly spotted a phony, but not Joe Biden. He's not that smart. Biden calls himself a transition candidate. He is handing over the reins to Kamala while they jointly embrace the radical left. Slow Joe and phony Kamala, perfect together, wrong for America. I'm Donald J. Trump, and I approve this message. And welcome back to Team Trump Online Real News Insights with our guests, Daryl Scott and Leo Terrell. Gentlemen, welcome back. Uh, Leo, I want to get back to you. You've been really outspoken about the fact that the Democrat Party has not only moved so far to the left, but their leaders, like Joe Biden, have taken black Americans for granted. 
We all remember when Joe said, if you don't vote for him, then you ain't black. It's a famous quote now. It rolls right off the tongue, doesn't it, Joe? Well, Leo, I, I guess according to Joe, you ain't black. What are uh, your thoughts on that? Well, I'm glad I am black. Joe Biden has a plantation mentality that he thinks how that he knows how black people think and that we all think alike. I got news for Joe Biden. I don't think like Al Sharpton. I don't think like those extremist groups on Black Lives Matter. What Joe Biden did, Laura, was insult not just black Americans, but every American, because he assumed that he knows how blacks should vote. And there's another insulting argument by the Democrats. They assume that just because they have a D in front of their name, that we have to comply with everything they do. You have Pastor Scott, myself, millions of Black Americans who are going to vote for Donald Trump. Why? Because they want policy. They want progress. And that's what Donald J. Trump offers. The Democrats offer nothing. They're in a time war. They think it's 1960, and it's not. It is 2020, and that's why we need President Trump for another four years. Yeah, it is. It's very insulting when people suggest that you should vote for someone based on how you look. But that is exactly why every woman in America, quite frankly, should have felt insulted when Joe Biden, like I said at the top of this show, right out of the gates, said, I'm picking a woman as my running mate. Look, if he hadn't said that, then it would have been great that he chose a, a woman to, to be his running mate. But the fact that he had to qualify it, and that was the only requirement, is that you're a woman. I think it's ridiculous. They tried this nonsense in 2016, guys. Remember whenever they told every woman in America they had to vote for Hillary Clinton so she could be the first female president? I got news for you guys. It didn't work in 2016. It's not working in 2020, Democrats. So wake up. Uh, Daryl, you're actually the co-chair of our campaign coalition, Black Voices for Trump, and you and your fellow coalition members are doing really incredible work. You're out interfacing with black voters, talking to people all across this country about why they should support President Trump in November. So tell me a little bit about what the coalition is doing, what you've been up to, uh, why you feel black Americans should support Donald Trump, and then I want to get your thoughts because I think that there's going to be a much larger turnout of black Americans for President Donald Trump in 2020 than we have ever seen for any Republican in history. What are your thoughts? Absolutely, I'm in total agreement with you. The Black uh, Voices for Trump Coalition is growing by leaps and bounds. I mean, we're doing some unprecedented uh, activities that you, know, you don't typically see from Republican uh, candidates. They're opening field offices all over the country and the interest, let me tell you something, I get calls almost every day from people that ask me, how can I become a part? How can I support? Where, when, what, what do I need to do? Because I want to be a part of this. And what makes our job easy is the fact that we have a number of positive achievements and accomplishments that we can point to. In 2016, we looked up with optimism and said, listen, give Donald Trump a chance. This is what he will do. But here in 2020, we don't have to point towards the future. We can point to the past, point to the present and say, listen, this is what he's done. If you don't want to believe in the guy for the words he speaks, then believe in him for the works he's done because he's done some things that are undeniable. You know, the Bible, and I'm not going to compare President Trump to Jesus, but the Bible says Jesus showed himself alive by many infallible proofs, undeniable proofs. Donald Trump has many infallible proofs, undeniable truths to the reality that he is the most pro-black president in my lifetime. He's made my job a lot easier in 2020 than it was in 2016. 
I'm interacting with guys. Let me tell you something, Lord. I've been down in the hood, myself and my partner, we go down in the hood. I'm talking about the hood, the street street, the barber shops, different areas. And, and I have some guys that are real, some real deep street activists in Chicago as well. These were guys in 2016 that hated President Trump, yeah. that used to rag us when we go down there. They say, that's all right. Trump's going out. They're going to impeach him. They're going to get rid of him. And you're going with him. Now, when I go in, these guys have Make America Great hats on. Love they it. love it. And they coined a nickname for him. I found out last week. I told your brother, Jerry. When I went in the, in, in the hood, they were like, hey, man, T-Dog is doing a great job. Who is T-Dog? <laughs> President Trump. They're calling him T-Dog. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I love and, it. And Leo, Leo would testify to this. Once the black community gives you a nickname, that means they're giving you a hood pass to go right along with it. That means he's yeah, been accepted by a large segment of the black community. The fact that they nicknamed him T-Dog, and I loved it. And so he's doing great. Let me, let me say one, add one more thing to something you said. The 8% that we got in 2016, we haven't lost it. Mm -hmm. We built upon it. I anticipate minimum double that here wow. in 2020 because we haven't lost any of our, our black base. That's and right. so we've only got, gotten more. And there are a number of people they don't want to be victims of cancel culture. They don't want to get into arguments. They don't want to have their, their houses targeted or, or singled out on their job. But they know one thing. When they go in their voting booth and they, and they, they pull their lever, they're going to pull it for Donald J. Trump. Oh, from, from your lips right out there. I can't wait. Um, before we go, uh, Pastor Scott, I want to give you one final, uh, your final thought here. But I want to talk about a new book you're publishing, Nothing to Lose, Unlikely Allies in the Struggle for a Better Black America. Tell everybody about your book. Well, the book is a chronicle of my uh, interaction with President Trump. Back, I met him almost 10 years ago. And of all places, people wouldn't understand, know this. In all places, it was an impromptu prayer meeting. And it didn't wow. get public. Nobody brought out their cell phones and posted it on social media. But I had a chance to be introduced to him in 2011. He had a small, very small group of preachers that he, he uh, Paula White actually brought us and introduced us. And you know what he said? He said, I'm thinking about running for president in 2012. And I asked Paula to bring some people in that she felt was connected with God because I want you to pray that he gives me the wisdom to make the right decision. And apparently the prayer got answered because he didn't run in 2012, he ran in 2016 and he won. But there's a lot of behind the scenes leading from then to, to now. Um, well, to earlier in this year, right before the pandemic, a lot of behind the scenes conversations. I think it will show a side of President Trump that a lot of people don't know about. It explains why I support him and why a number of other Blacks support him. And I have some things there about Michael Cohen that was previously unrevealed and Amarosa that was previously unrevealed, private conversations I had with them. I believe, I believe it's going to be a very interesting read. And it tells a lot about where I came from, how a Black dude from the streets of Cleveland winds up with a white billionaire from Queens who ultimately becomes president. <laughs> I love it. Well, let's hope, let's hope, uh, Pastor Scott, that they give uh, your book the same attention that they have given to Omarosa and uh, Michael Cohen's books, right? Because they, I'm sure that they'll just blow all that out of the water. Very exciting. Everybody should read the books, uh, the book that you have coming out. Leo, I want to give you uh, a chance to give your final thoughts as we are, are now fully in campaign mode. The conventions are done. Everything is wrapped up with a nice bow for the American people to see the contrast between the Democrats and the Republicans after two conventions. As we head to November, final thoughts. 
Thank you, Laura, and, and thank you for this opportunity. I'm really speaking out to people who are undecided and those Democrats who are giving a second look at President Trump. I made the switch. I made the switch because I care about this country. I put country first over party. That's why I cannot vote as a Democrat. I have to vote for President Trump because President Trump puts country over party. And that's why we have been successful with the black community. That's why we've had the lowest unemployment. That's why this country was roaring before the pandemic. And President Trump is the only person who get this country roaring again. The Democrats are panderers. They like to play the fear game. They're dark. They have no goals. They have no policies. They just want to try to scare you. And I'm telling all Americans, please, in the next 65 days, 24-7, we got to get out to vote. We got to get everyone to vote for President Trump. He needs another mandate. He needs another four years. He needs to make this country even greater again. And thank you. All right. Well, thank you so much to great. both my guests, Leo Terrell and Pastor Daryl Scott, for joining us on Team Trump Online. And thanks, as always, to you at home for tuning in. That's the real news for tonight. Until next time, we'll see you here.